Hello, welcome back to the Life Learners Podcast. Hope you're having a good week so far. Um, I don't even know which episode this is for season three, but kind of crazy. We're into October now, and um, you know, cold weather is rolling in to a lot of parts, a lot of you know, parts of the world. And I mean, I guess unless you're in the southern hemisphere, you're uh, you're probably uh, maybe getting ready for some beach holidays, but. Um, in the northern hemisphere, it's definitely getting colder, which means you know you're probably pulling out your watches with straps or replacing some of your rubber straps with leather. It's um, it's it's kind of ex- exciting times. It's almost as if wearing a leather strap or getting your leather straps out again after the end of the summer is like putting on sweaters during the winter, um, or something similar to that. I wanted to talk about um, Swiss watch exports for the month of August. 2022, but also just talk a little bit about prices in the watch um, industry right now. It's kind of an interesting time, and I think there's a lot of opinions out there on which way the market's sort of going. While this isn't, you know, my my true interest really isn't in watch prices. It's um, in well beyond that. Uh, I think it is kind of interesting that a lot of people are talking about this right now. So I thought I would throw my my two cents out there just based off of my um, experience. So I'll, I'll quickly go over the export results for August 2022. Um, they saw an increase of uh, or a growth of 14.7% compared to August 2021, uh, totaling about 1.7 billion Swiss francs. Um, for the year, this puts growth at about uh, 11.7% year over year which is a significant result, um, especially with how strong, I think, you know, how strong watches came out of 2020, 2020 into 2021. Moving average has now sort of settled around uh, an 11% um, mark. Again, this is taking into consideration September 20, everything from September 2021. So about an 11-ish percent mark um, for the year. There were... Um, strong performances in watches that were made of precious metals, which grew 22.5%. Other materials also um, saw significant growth of more than double what it was, uh, coming in at a 109% increase. Um, but again, the vast majority are massive, vast majority of sales coming in the steel um, the steel uh, watch cased uh, uh, watches. Uh, technically, they were down 3.9, uh, 3.6% in units, but up 9% in uh, value. Uh, if you look at the price categories, um, there was a large uh, there was a large volume increase that was driven mainly by watches priced under 200 Swiss francs, which increased by 35.3%. Uh, Conversely, uh, the 200 to 500 franc uh, category sort of saw sharp negative uh, results at over 25%, both in units and price. Um, watches over 3,000 Swiss francs continue to see steady growth of 20.2% by value, um, and of course had a, a fairly large uh, impact in, in, the, in the growth that we saw in um, value. Looking at the main markets, uh, very typical names, US, China, Japan, Hong Kong, UK, 
in Singapore, all with very positive results, except for the for the Hong Kong market, which was down by 7.8%. I believe this time last year they had fairly significant results. Um, so, if you actually look at the um, at the results um, for the for the month. Uh, most markets were up. The only ones that were down, at least in the top 30, which make up 92% uh, of the market, were um, Hong Kong, as I mentioned previously, UAE, Italy, South Korea, and uh, Bahrain. Uh, notably, Kuwait saw 153% increase compared to 2021, which is the highest, uh, uh, or second highest, just below Malaysia, at 167%. I think August was an interesting month, um, to be honest. I think uh, I think when you think maybe sort of if you zoom out, maybe macroeconomic, I think August was still a pretty good month. People were traveling quite a bit. And, um, you know, of course, when you're traveling, you, you know, you want to buy something special and you, you, you can purchase watches uh, as, as uh, you know, in duty free and all that kind of stuff. But but there's definitely a uh, there was August was a definitely a good month for that. I think as we got into September and October, macroeconomically things shifted a little bit, um, and I think there is some pressure on consumers uh, based off of economic numbers, uh, off of hiring slowing in, in, in many economies. Um, obviously, what's happening in the UK um, is, is playing an impact on, on prices. Um, so. I think uh, I think the last two months, you know, these results are maybe reflective of everything up until this point. But I do think September and October might be a different story for what export uh, results end up uh, at. I think the increase in value of the U.S. dollar relative to other currencies has pushed consumers to um, to. Uh, be in maybe a more uncomfortable position than they would like um, and uh, you know while um, the US is a fairly large market I, I don't think they we you know the US market is not um, immune to you know what's going on um, and I think uh, you know, the, the slowing of hiring is going to affect the U.S. just as much as it will the rest of the world. So I think September and October will be telling for the rest of the market, and I'll cover those on this podcast so that you can, so that you can stay up to date with it. But I guess that is a, sort of a snapshot of what new watches are doing. I think what's interesting to think about is what the prices of some of these watches um are doing um, on the secondary market. So the secondary market is oftentimes a good place to look um, when you want to just get an idea of, um, you know, the the market as a whole. I think it's no no it's no a secret that um, watch prices have declined over the last couple of months. Um, I think starting in um, sort of the May time period, we've seen prices decrease. The Rolex um, Submariner, nicknamed Hulk, has seen cr crazy declines, and this is across the board with many watches, 
think Rolexes have seen a pretty large um, decline in this. And I've, I've read and listened to some individuals in the watch world sort of talk about them. I, I want to say this at the beginning before I dive into this. Uh, you should not be buying watches uh, just for the sole fact that they're going to be a, a good investment or may rise in value or you want to store some wealth in them. I personally think you should always buy them if you have a passion for them um, and really enjoy them more than just the prices that they can fetch at auction. But there are a lot of individuals who are talking about the prices and discussing how this drop-off might be leading to stabilization. So May, April, May, June time period, we saw prices sort of decrease. And I think that um, this probably is led by some macroeconomic factors. Um, I think also this may, and I, I think I heard someone speak about it this way. I think there are some people who bought watches at the top let's call it the top of the market, I'm putting that in air quotes, and uh, bought it for an investment, but as, de as prices de declined, they needed to get um, into that store of cash, and so they ended up selling it for a, a loss or less than what they had purchased it for. And in my opinion, those people probably shouldn't have bought the watch in the first place because they, they were truly just buying it from an investment perspective, and there isn't any love for, for, the, for the thing that they had on their wrist or in their watch box. Um, Anyway, so though I think there was a chunk of the market that just sort of got scared and sold, and maybe you know either got scared and sold, or they didn't, they were not able to actually afford that piece, um, and so they sold. That obviously you know increases uh, supply and people are trying to get um, quick sales, so you know they they really uh, push down the prices of the of that specific model. Um, there are some individuals that are saying that this is maybe a stabilized price for specific models. Um, I think this was spoken in the context of Rolex because it is probably the most liquid of, of brands. Um, and, you know, the commentary was, you know, this probably was a... Um, Sta maybe a stable price for some of these watches because you you sort of weeded out the the people who couldn't afford them, people who bought them too high, and now you're left with those who who might be interested in, in actually having them. Well, um, I think this is uh, I think this is it's an interesting point. Um, I think that it might be a little short-sighted to think that this is the stable price for um, every Rolex model or, or, or the Rolex market in general. Just as an, an, an idea, I, I wanted to sort of talk through through a life example. I'm using Chrono 24's uh, watch prices. Um, and if we look at a Rolex Submariner 16610, which is a four-line uh, date Submariner, um, this watch uh, at its peak in May 2022 was 11,145. It's now declined in October 2022 to 10,756. So what is that? That's about, let's call it, um, let's call it five, 400, 500 USD that it's declined over over a five-ish month period. Um, 
I think there are certain models that so let me let me say this I think $500 is a significant amount of money to some people but I don't think that a fluctuation of $500 on a Rolex and Mariner like this should be seen as a, a massive drop and um, a uh, and now we're stabilizing at some sort of prices I think a massive drop is if you look at the Rolex Hulk you're looking at prices at its peak of about 28,000 and it's now 23,000. So five grand that this watch sort of declined on, declined to, that is a, a real correction in pricing. Um, w heavily inflated um, and, and uh, has come down to a price where maybe the market is willing to buy now. The thing is though, I, I think that there's way more to come macroeconomically that will impact the luxury goods markets. I think the results that I spoke about for August 2022 are positive, but I do think that those are going to slow if we do see some sort of recession coming up um, because of these macroeconomic trends that are happening. I think there's a whole other podcast that could probably talk about the macroeconomics behind uh, what's probably to come. Uh, so I'm not going to say anything there, but I do think that um, watches are going to be impacted by that. I think if you buy, you know, I think a Rolex Submariner is almost like the gold standard. It's almost like uh, what everything is pegged to. And $500, while significant, is not um, is not a big fluctuation. I think that there's probably a second wave here. If you know... Uh, trading, you can consider this something like a dead cat, uh, dead cat bounce. I think that we've seen declines. We're seeing some sort of, you know, stabilization, but I do think that there's more to come. Um, and uh, I don't want to say brace yourself, but I, I think that um, there's more macroeconomically that's going to happen uh, to, to the world, and it's going to impact uh, luxury goods, especially uh, watches. This is not investment advice at all. This is just me kind of talking about what I'm seeing in the, in, in the markets and and um, and uh, and giving you my thoughts on all of that. So, um, so uh, yeah. Um, let me know what you think about the watch prices. I know I've spoken pretty heavily about Rolex. I do think it's just an easy brand to sort of ground a lot of this conversation because it is. Um, like I said, sort of the gold standard or the Rolex Miner is kind of like the gold standard. So um, love to hear your thoughts. Let us know on Instagram what you think about all this. It'd be interesting to hear um, the differing perspectives that you may have. I wanted to just call out one thing. It's quite interesting to look at, um, if you go on Chrono24 and look at the Rolex 1601, 1601 didn't really see that massive decline that that we saw between May, April, April, May, and um, and now it's actually gone up in value. So very very slightly. Um, May twenty twenty two was about five thousand dollars on on Kona twenty four, and now it's about uh, five thousand one hundred. Um, this is a steel and white gold um, version of this watch. So. Sure, it's not really gone down. It's also not gone up. I think this again shows sort of the um, 
not gold standard, but you know, I think the sub really is the gold standard, but I think it shows that there are specific models that are integral to Rolex and they are not going to fluctuate so heavily. Um, and you shouldn't sort of look at the small incremental changes. Um, yeah, so let us know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts. There'll be links in the show notes to the results for May, for August 2022. Um, I'll also link some of the investing in watches videos that I've done, um, in vi videos and articles that I've done, just so that you can sort of hear my thoughts on that. I think it's an interesting topic, and a lot of people are kind of looking at it now as prices sort of change. Um, if you are new to the podcast, be sure to follow us and share it with a friend who might be interested in a watch podcast. If you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help me out. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.